Today is the 2nd of March, 2021. And uh, the sincerity we have to come and train ourselves in samadhi and bringing the mind to a settled, firm state. It's, it's natural that sometimes the mind will collect together like this, and sometimes our samadhi will be quite little. And so we need to rely upon the strengths of our effort, our persistence, the sincerity, our forbearance in this training. And we all have this longing for freedom from suffering, from this highest form of happiness, that which isn't dependent upon any external thing, happiness that comes from letting go. And so if we see the benefits of letting go, if we see the danger of attaching to things, then we'll understand that being able to put things down is uh, really the best thing that we can do. And when any problems arise within our minds, we need to try to contemplate them, seeing that these problems arise due to attachment to self. And this attachment to self is the root, is the cause for all of our problems. And this greed, hatred, and delusion, it's the root of all unskillful states. Uh, but our minds have been deluded in the sense of self for a very long time now. Every single life in which we have been born, there's also been this birth, or this arising of delusion towards me and mine. And in this current life, right from when we're a tiny child, we were deluded in the sense of self. As a small child, we had a sense of self of a small child. As a primary school student, we had the me, the I of a primary school student. High school student, university student, we had that ego of a high school or university student. And then when we finish our studies, we graduate, then there's a self, sense of self that arises around graduating. But we never come to hear about or to know about not-self. Just everything that we learn, everything that we think is to do with me and them. Uh, but we don't hear about something which isn't concerned with me or them, which is free from these two things. Uh, but when we have problems arising, either the suffering in our hearts or pain in our bodies through illness, then we try to find some source of refuge because the heart is in a really scattered and frantic state. So when we see the suffering arising, then we try to find a path out of that suffering because we don't want for it, we don't want to feel it. And when we don't want to feel it, then why does it come up? And so we look, we try to find the reasons, we try to study to gain knowledge. And uh, many people, they take the wrong path, um, trying to fix their suffering in the wrong way. And this happens very commonly. But for those people who have good fortune and who have a lot of barami, 
they'll be able to find, uh, seek out and meet with the path that does lead out of suffering, this path of sila, samadhi, and panya, or dana, sila, bhavana. And so these two paths really, they both lead out of suffering. Um, this path of sila, samadhi, and panya, of virtue, of collecting the mind and of wisdom, and that of generosity, of virtue, and of cultivation. And this is uh, something that we should try to develop, try to put into practice. But when we're practicing, then it's natural that obstructions will come up, things that get in the way of peace. And one of these is drowsiness. When we sit in meditation, we feel quite drowsy. And uh, when this happens, then the mind becomes more and more dull. And why is it that if we're watching a movie, we're listening to music, we're chatting with people, then we don't feel sleepy? When we come to sit in meditation, um, then we get drowsy. We start swaying from left to right. So if that happens, then we should open our eyes. Sometimes we're listening to the Dhamma and we're feeling very drowsy then. And if that's the case, then whenever are we going to attain to the Dhamma? So we should open up our eyes. Uh, but sometimes the sleepiness of the body and of the mind are two different things. And uh, there was one time that I was in Ombapong and uh, we had to wake up at 3 a.m. and go sit in meditation. And uh, my body... Uh, looked like it was very sleepy, it was swaying back and forth. Uh, but my mind still knew what was going on. And one of my friends told me that you were sleeping then, you didn't have any mindfulness. But I replied that I was just feeling peaceful, and I didn't know what was going on. And so it's possible to argue about these things, about whether it's the body or whether it's the mind that's sleepy. So we got uh, one of my friends to play a tape of one of Lumpucha's talks. And I told him that if you see me looking like I'm sleepy, then you should stop the tape there. And so we did this. And then when I started swaying, then he stopped the tape. And I was able to tell him exactly where Lumpucha uh, had got to in the talk. So this happened uh, the first time, and then the second time, the third time, and I was able to answer. And so they're able to accept that it really was just the body being tired. Uh, so it's possible for this to happen, <coughs> for the body to be exhausted, but for the mind to still have awareness. Uh, but even though there was mindfulness there, it was a bit weak. It wasn't 100% strong. But there was still knowing. There was still awareness. Maybe sometimes if we open up our eyes, then the mind will start thinking a lot. And so when we come to sit meditation, we do need to be cautious. If we start getting drowsy, then we should open up our eyes. Maybe look at a Buddha image. Or look... Or, sorry, not just to watch our breath, because if we do that, then the mind just becomes more and more dull. So we open up our eyes, look at the end of our nose, and place our mindfulness there. Or we can recite 
the objects of kesa, loma, naka, danta, tachu. It's hair of the head, hair of the body, nails, teeth, and skin. And uh, do this to reduce the drowsiness. Because if we just sit there in a dull, sleepy state, we can sit for one hour, two hours, three hours, uh, but we're not meditating. And why is that? It's because we're not mindful. If we just sit and we're drowsy and just carry on getting more and more dull, there's no mindfulness there. We're not meditating. And uh, sometimes you may do walking meditation and the mind's just thinking about all different kinds of things. And similarly, there's no mindfulness there, so we're not meditating. For those who do have mindfulness while they're walking, then sometimes it just takes three steps and their minds are already peaceful. And this is what happened with Limpur Ginnery, one of Limpur Cha's teachers, that he would just do walking meditation for a very short time and his mind was peaceful. And Limpur Cha was confused as to why he walked for such a short space of time. He thought, well, I sit for a long time and my mind isn't that peaceful, so what can he be gaining from just this very short walking meditation. But in no long time, just a few steps, his heart was already peaceful. And this was because he had meditated a lot before. So one of the things that prevents peace from arising is the sleepiness. And it's something that we do need to fight against. We need to put our effort into going against it. If we're drowsy, then we get up and walk. If we're still sleepy, then we can walk backwards. So give it a go. It's something that we really need to take on to fight against the sleepiness. Because if our mindfulness is little, then it's common for the mind to get dull like this. And uh, when I was meditating, um, when I was younger, I noticed that when I looked at, when I was watching my breath, then I'd watch the in-breath, then there'd be a short pause, and then there'd be the out-breath. But during the short pause, there would be uh, some noise that was happening. I was sitting on a bed, and uh, the bed was making this kind of rocking noise during that short pause between the in-and-out-breath. And uh, I was wondering why this was happening. But I noticed um, that what this showed was that my body was moving a little bit during that pause. And during that space, then the mind had dropped into the Bivanga state. And, and so that's why this noise was happening, because the body was shifting. Uh, because this was when mindfulness was weak at this point between the in and out breath. And uh, times when I went to sit in my umbrella tent, um, this large umbrella that has a mosquito net that hangs down the sides, uh, then if I sat and my head uh, kind of went forward and touched the mosquito net three times, then I know it was time to get up and do walking meditation. Because if we just sit like this, we just carry on sitting, then we'll just carry on being drowsy or get deeper and deeper. There was one time that I was attending on Lumpucha, there was an American monk who was also there. And this monk, whenever or wherever he sat, he would fall asleep. So Lumpucha taught him to open up his eyes and to chant a lot. 
And so this monk, I was happy to receive these instructions from Lumpucha, and would chant very loudly, and this was able to fix his drowsiness. And so Lumpucha was able to teach him in this way. And there was also a novice who would get quite tired. And uh, so Lumpucha would tell him to get up and boil up some water for him. And then when he went back to sit meditation after this, his drowsiness was relieved. And so if we sit in meditation and we close our eyes, um, then we get really drowsy, then we should open them up. And if we know that we're of the nature, we're of the habit to get very drowsy, then we just shouldn't close our eyes when we meditate, just keep them open, look at a Buddha image. If we do close them, then we should bring up an image in our mind. Uh, because this habit of drowsiness can be quite strong. And if we're in it, then we sit in meditation and in just five minutes we're asleep already. So we should open up our eyes. We can count our breath. On the in-breath, count one, two, three, four, five. The out-breath, one, two, three, four, five. Or the in-breath, one, two, three, four, five, six. The out-breath, one, two, three, four, five, six. And count very fast, either one to five, one to six, or more. And don't just allow the mind to get pulled into this drowsiness. Because if we just watch our breath, when it's like this, then it'll just get more and more dull and gloomy. And then the defilements will just eat, our, eat us up, and there's no chance of us gaining samadhi. We can sit in meditation for a week, a month, a year, and we'll never gain samadhi. Uh, so we shouldn't just watch our breath in this case. But we should count as well, have something there to tie our minds to, and try it out. And uh, perhaps we can do a lot of chanting, or get up and walk, change our posture, fight with the sleepiness in this way. And why is it that when we stay in a scary place, like a cremation ground, that we're not sleepy then? It's something we should think about, because the mind's afraid. We're cautious of dangers that might come. The mind is awake. And this brings up a sense of heedfulness. It brings up mindfulness. And when we have this mindfulness, then the mind is bright. And even when we go to sleep in these places, then the mind is still quite clear. Um, and when we open up our eyes after, uh, in the morning, after having slept, and then, the eye, then the mind is still bright. Our eyes are bright. We're wide awake. And this is called being awake even while we're sleeping. And so we bring up this mantra of Buddha, do this a lot as well, to waken up the heart, uh, because Buddha, this uh, one who knows, it's also the one who is joyful, the one who is awake. So in recollecting Buddha, we recollect this awakened nature and bring our minds to be woken up as well. So we don't just allow our minds to follow this, just allow them to become more and more drowsy. And uh, we try to keep this recitation of Buddha there and not let that slip away. And we can do it, we can chant it really, really fast. Uh, we can do it in pairs with the breath or chant it faster than this to keep our mindfulness there. 
Um, and if we don't do that, then we can pick up a chant like Itipiso or chant the Padimokha. And uh, in doing this, then the mind wake, wakes up. And uh, we're bringing up these qualities of vitaka and vichara, the uh, initial and sustained application of the mind in order to reduce and solve this drowsiness. So we shouldn't just close our eyes, uh, but rather be cautious when we sit. And we can sit in a scary place, uh, such as on the edge of some body of water, and uh, sitting there right on the edge, um, this can help us out. And we need to bring up something to aid us. Because we know that if we do get drowsy, we may fall into the water. And so we can try this out, use some methods to help us. And because all of us have this faith, we have belief in this path of practice, in generosity, in virtue, in meditation. Uh, but it's also something that we need to really put our efforts into. And then when, when we do this, it's natural obstructions will come up. And one of these is drowsiness. It's something we need to fight against. Or we can try doing walking meditation until we feel very, very tired. And when the body is exhausted, then we'll see the results of this in terms of peace of mind that this comes up. And it's not very complicated when we step with our right foot, we recite Bud. With our left foot, we recite Do. Um, so there's no need to doubt about this, no need to think too much about it. But just walk, just use this method to have faith in it. Because we need something there to keep our minds focused on. We need some object. And if they don't have a meditation object, then they'll just be thinking constantly. They'll always be scattered. So we need something there to bring our minds to, something for our minds to think about. So we bring up one thing. And in doing this, then the mind is relieved from its doubts, from its annoyances, from its liking and disliking, from its scattered nature. So we bring up these words of Buddha, Dhammo, Sangho, or we can recollect and contemplate Nibbana, this emptiness, a happiness, the highest happiness. And uh, this meditation word of Nibbana, it brings us to contemplating, letting go. So we should do it a lot. We develop, we develop it a lot. And when we do this and persist with it, then the mind will become peaceful all by itself. It will gather together in samadhi. And when the mind is peaceful, then it won't have any doubts. It will gain knowledge by itself. We'll see the nature of conventions and also see into liberation. But before this, all that we've known is conventions. But now we come to know liberation as well. We come to know not-self. And before, we took everything, or physicality and mentality, as being me. And we never even thought about something that isn't a self. But one day we hear about this, we study about it, and we try to think about it as well. And maybe we get some results, we get some belief in it. Our minds can take this on to some degree, but they also don't to some degree. But when our samadhi is well established, then the heart does believe in anatta. When we don't have samadhi, then the mind just won't accept this. And so we read the teachings of the Buddha, and he tells us about this anatta, about non-self. 
Uh, but the mind, it can't really accept this in the beginning. But it's when a meditation practice comes together, when this path of sila, samadhi, and panya gathers, that we'll see clearly into the state of not-self. And we'll be able to let go of self. So we really need to practice, to be cautious about sleepiness, to open up our eyes if we are getting sleepy, because this drowsiness, it obstructs our practice. And so why is it that when we sit in meditation, we get sleepy? But if we listen to music, we watch movies, uh, we chat, then we're not drowsy. But we come to meditate, and then we fall asleep. So therefore we should open up our eyes. And, uh, and as we practice, um, then we'll gain knowledge. We'll see into liberation clearly, and we'll be relieved of all our doubts. So may all of you be devoted to this.